News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com. Coming up, what CEOs are telling President Trump he needs to do about the pandemic. Also, the very unusual thing markets are doing right now and what it might mean. And why New York changed the way it counted the coronavirus death toll. There was external pressure. There were people asking for it. There were reports of the uncounted dead. It's Thursday, April 16th. I'm Mark Garrison with The Wall Street Journal, and this is What's News. Today, we will get weekly jobless claim numbers, the latest gauge of how deeply the pandemic is cutting into the economy. Our labor economics reporter, Eric Morath, has a preview. So economists are expecting 5 million more Americans sought initial jobless claims in the most recent week, and that would put the number over 20 million in the first month of the sharpest effects of this pandemic. You know, so what that means is that a lot of people are seeking unemployment assistance, and it could be a sign that efforts by the government to keep people on payrolls by incentivizing businesses to take out loans isn't working or not working to the degree they'd hoped. I mean, we're at the point now where 12 or 13 percent of the U.S. labor force is seeking jobless benefits. President Trump says the administration will release new guidelines today on restarting businesses. He said he'll work with governors to open things up in stages, starting with states that have had few COVID-19 cases. More testing. That's what we are reporting. A group of business leaders told the president they want him to make happen. It's part of a series of conversations President Trump is having with top execs. In the call, CEOs expressed concern that Americans won't be confident enough to go back to work or stores until testing is more widespread. The White House declined to comment on the conversation. President Trump is threatening to take an unusual step to get his nominees into key positions. If the House will not agree to that adjournment, I will exercise my constitutional authority to adjourn both chambers of Congress. That would allow him to make recess appointments for a number of administration jobs without Senate approval. Among them are positions on the Federal Reserve's Board of Governors and the head of the agency that oversees Voice of America. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. We are reporting that the State Department is concerned China may be secretly conducting low-power nuclear tests. A coming report doesn't present proof China is violating an international accord banning nuclear testing, but cites activities that raise concerns. China's embassy in Washington did not respond to requests for comment. In a moment, we'll look into a market mystery that traders haven't quite figured out yet. An unusual pattern has popped up in global markets recently, one that has traders working to figure out what's going on and where things could go from here. It has to do with a breakdown in the relationship among stocks and haven assets like gold and U.S. treasuries. Markets reporter Avantika Chilkoti explains. So normally when we look at assets, we divide them into two classes. We have the things you buy when you're feeling risk averse assets such as gold, assets such as the US dollar. And the other side, you have the assets you buy when we're feeling optimistic about markets, optimistic about the economy, and that's things like stocks. Normally, these two types of assets move in opposite directions, but at the moment, we have a total confusion when on a given day, haven assets and risk assets will move in the same direction. What this reflects is basically that confusion. When you speak to investors, 
you have two types of investor. You have the investor who's really focused on the impact of the coronavirus, the uncertainty as to how long these shutdowns will go on and the economic impact it will have. And on the other hand, you have some people who are really focused on what the Fed has done, the firepower being used by governments around the world to up fiscal spending. And that's why you have people buying haven assets, but also people buying risk assets at the same time. Today, we will get earnings reports from Morgan Stanley, BlackRock, and Abbott Labs. In just a moment, why New York's coronavirus death toll jumped so quickly. A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. On Tuesday, the official count of coronavirus deaths in New York City jumped by more than 3,700. Those were not recent deaths, but actually people who just weren't being counted. To help us understand what's going on, our Charlie Turner spoke with journal reporter Katie Honan. Katie, what can you tell us about these thousands of deaths? Why hadn't the city been including them in its count? The city had previously only been counting people who were testing positive, who had tested positive for the virus. And that's this kind of the difference, and that's why the numbers, there was such a, a spike of the more than 3,700 deaths that were counted on Tuesday. There are many who actually died in hospitals but hadn't been tested, died in ERs, which shows just how desperate some of these situations are. People are dying in waiting rooms and they're dying in ERs without getting tested. There are also those who died at home, died because they couldn't get admitted or couldn't get tests. And more starker is there's actually thousands of more that could eventually be added to this COVID-19 death count. That was something like a 50 percent upward revision in one day. Why did New York City make this change now? I think there was pressure. I also think, you know, there was external pressure. There were people asking for it. There were reports of the uncounted dead. And then I also think the city, like so many of us, may just be overwhelmed with the sheer counting of everything and figuring out how people will get counted and uh, and which ones fall into that category. Obviously, there's still red tape even during a pandemic. So it needs to go through the office of the chief medical examiner's office and all these other kind of uh, paperwork and, and files to figure out just the the actual cause of death. What were some of the characteristics of these home deaths? Did these people have anything in common? Yeah. Of the three families and the three victims who we spoke about, and who we reported on, they kind of varied. They varied in age. They varied in previous health issues. Some of the people felt fine. They didn't feel as sick. And that was that sort of shows how confusing this virus can be because people have a, a range of symptoms. And it can be difficult for some people to really gauge how bad it is and how much help they should get. And that's been the, the trail through a lot of these patients who die. Is New York going to change how it accounts for home deaths like these going forward? Yeah, Mayor Bill de Blasio on Wednesday said that the city going forward will try to be as transparent as possible. It's been really slow on the part of the city to release a lot of information. It took them a while to even release the number of deaths and cases. It took them a while to release the race 
uh, information about the victims or the zip code information. So for, for weeks, we didn't know where these deaths and these positive cases were coming. But Mayor de Blasio and, and the Department of Health have promised to be more transparent. They're trying to get everything together, get all this data out to be as accurate as possible. So that's what the city has said. And I mean, there could be even more added to the list because there are still thousands who have died that either they're not confirmed and they're also not what they call probable. So I think the number will just continue to go up beyond the newer deaths that we'll see. Wall Street Journal reporter Katie Honan, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. We are here to answer your questions about the coronavirus pandemic. Call 315-992-8298 and leave your question on our voicemail. We will have our reporters and experts get you answers. And that is what's news for this morning. If you like our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with another updated podcast this evening, and we will keep covering the pandemic and other stories on WSJ.com and our app. I'm Mark Garrison with The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening.